The Artist Talk Series is presented to you by Pulpo Gallery. Visit pulpogallery.com to learn more. Hello everyone, welcome back to our Artist uh, Talk Series. My name is Cesara Maria Cassian from Pulvo Gallery and today we have as a guest the artist Jordan West. Um, his paintings have been exhibited throughout the uh, US and also throughout Europe, including Germany, France, Belgium, uh, Norway and uh, UK. Um, he once said, uh, I like to think of myself as somewhat of a social scientist, a socialist uh, observing people, an anthropologist traveling with notebook and uh, archaeologist making field sketches. Dear Jordan, uh, thank you for accepting me to do this interview with me. I'm uh, really happy to see you again. Thanks. It's nice to um, talk, talk with you about the work. Um, let's, start, uh, let's start our discussion and uh, talk a bit uh, more about you, your studying time, the moment when you started to, to, to paint, make art, and uh, of course, the inspirational artists. I grew up around art uh, when, you know, when I was very young. Uh, we lived in a very isolated area uh, of the country. Uh, socially and population-wise, geographically, but we always had um, original artworks in the house. And so I, I grew up looking at paintings and seeing scenarios and just kind of uh, letting my imagination uh, go into the paintings and, and feel a, a narrative, an experience, um, because I don't think, I don't even think, we had television. We didn't really watch television either when I was very young. So that was that was my media uh, that I was exposed to, and um, I enjoyed it. And um, so I always had an interest in it, and always drew when I was young, but didn't really start um, working on paintings until uh, I was around twenty, and um, I had. Uh, attended one year of university for studies that were non-related to art and then um, quit that and then just started doing my doing my work and my own experience and investigation of myself and my history and um, observations that were around me and I just um, you know just absorbed everything around me and kind of digested it but it, it took me a long time to get to the, the position where I was producing this kind of work. I, I used to, in my beginnings, I used to work abstractly and gesture, um, epiture, um, and, uh, and then uh, I, I worked in that manner for quite a while. I'd say that would be my, like my student work in a way. And um, it was only after I, uh, made a physical move of my where I was living, and which was New York, and um, and then once I got outside of the this population center, this cultural center, and kind of re-isolated myself again as an adult, um, is when I started to do this manner of work, 
this representational kind of conceptual representational work. Um, it's like I had to extract myself from from this population center in order to do this work for me personally. And it was a very honest approach with the work. I always wanted to work in this manner, but I just, uh, for some reason, didn't feel it was um, relevant at the time. But then I realized, uh, you know, it's, it's, if it's relevant to me, then that's, that's what's important. And um, so that's, that's the approach that I, I took to my development in, in the, the language of my work. And there were some inspirational artists that you have as, as an example or, or um, somebody, I don't know, inspired you in a way that you said, okay, this is, this is a technique that I want to use or, or um, this is a subject that I will also want to explore. Yeah, you know, like, again, when I was first beginning to work, it was all the abstract expressionists and, and neo-expressionists and whatnot. Um, but I, th I think that was the point is that as I started to mature with my thinking about what I wanted to do and uh, what I needed, what I felt like I needed to present uh, for myself, um, I had to really um, distance myself from any previous influences. Um, it's the myth of the, uh, the son killing the father in order to realize their own um, position. And uh, so having, I had to step back from these influences, uh, you know, still having great respect and interest in the work, but uh, to really distance myself. And, um, and as I was doing that, I was gaining an interest in uh, new inspirations and <laughs> new fathers. And that, that was the, um, really the uh, uh, 17th century Dutch and Flemish uh, work, uh, up, I would go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art and that was, you know, I just spend uh, a lot of time studying those works and I just uh, became very attracted to it. And in, in I, I liked the combination of the manner in which it was presented technically and uh, the underlying subtle um, narrative and subtle uh, statement of the artist, particularly in the Dutch. And then, and, and then um, also Albert Durer, he was the way, manner in which he painted, I just thought it was just incredible, um, incredibly inspiring. Um, and then uh, further research into romanticism and, you know, people like Caspar, uh, uh, David Friedrich, that allowed me to accept uh, a little more of a, a, a personal approach and a nuanced representation of uh, the sublime history, uh, vision, um, elements like that, that I think uh, are, that are much stronger in Romanticism than um, you know, the, the Dutch and Flemish work from 17th century. So I love that combination. And then again, having to step back and stop looking at the work, close the books and, and, um, and just engross oneself in, in, in your own work. So um, 
So th this 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 thing with the, with the with the whole realism and this whole naturalism in art, um, this is something that we we can find in your within your your paintings, but at the same time the motives that you use aren't like old school or from from the old masters. You know, what what kind of criteria do you do you have or how many requirements um, are needed uh, before before choosing an element that you want to paint? Um, well, it's, it's about balance. And I, th I think it's, you know, all of these paintings, all, all of my works, they, they stem from, you know, uh, environments that I've seen and photographed and, and, and then reduce and clarify and simplify and, and, um, and present. But, uh, I think it's a manner of, uh, as I'm going about, my, my business and um, I'm in a situation where I feel like it's worthy of a, a photograph or, or further consideration. I think the things that inspire me to do that are, um, it's, it's kind of a, a very subtle antagonistic situation. And um, although, if, if you present it in a pleasant manner with nice colors and, and um, it, it, it can create a, an opening for people to see uh, what was experienced by me. And, you know, I, when I'm in a situation where I'm in, in a location where it's very isolated and there's storage sheds, uh, you know, I, I guess, well, one thing I, I think is fear. Uh, and that's an underlying uh, motif is is fear. And I I, I didn't even really realize that in, until a little while ago. And and one of the I think that's one of the underlying threads uh, of, of my work. It's fear of these places, fear of being um, isolated, and you know places where you don't want your car to break down, uh, places you want to be able to ex uh, uh, get away from. Um, and um, I don't know why uh, that's the case, but it, and then also the the environments, the scenes. I don't think they can be too heavy-handed. I don't want to make a, a loud statement and force the viewer to experience one uh, particular feeling, or uh, I don't want to guide the viewer too much. Um, so I think the environments, the the scenes, have to be very subtle in their. Uh, narrative um, instigation uh, uh, that may compel someone to uh, have certain feelings. Um, so uh, it's it's subtlety, but then yet you know it's 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 intrigue, a slight intrigue, and opening for the viewer to uh, to find some interest in in experiencing the the environment. You say uh, we're talking about now about feelings, you know, and the whole environment. And uh, um, I, I also wanted to talk about your catalog of memories series, you know, this um, this book that's, uh, that's behind me, and um, to talk about a bit about um, uh, the idea behind it, you know, this, this whole format you choose. The the fact that there are um, two almost identical paintings one with uh, oil uh, colors, the other one with uh, gouache. And um, 
can you describe a bit um, your painting process and the idea behind this series and uh, of course this, this variation of, of painting techniques and the format and uh, um, just this whole idea behind it you know yeah and in addition to what I was just mentioning about perhaps the psychological approach or um, narrative aspects of the work uh, Within a scene, I think it's it's also the formal properties of it. And, and the painting that's behind you of the storage sheds, um, when I saw that image uh, driving around, I, I suppose I imagined it as uh, it had very, uh, it was formally correct. It, it was uh, the, the properties of the, uh, of the shed within the environment and the road set up and just the dynamics of the, painting with painting itself uh, were effective for me to want to present that. Um, and like particularly in that piece behind you, it's um, you know, I, I, looking at the storage shed and then uh, figuring out how to convey that onto a, the pictorial plane. I, that one particularly, I was using the, the ratio of the anamorphic cinematic white uh, projection uh, for, uh, contemporary uh, common film and cinema at the moment. So uh, I think proportion plays a large part in my work. Um, the uh, catalog of memories uh, painting in the gallery that is oil on linen, that one is in a, 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 that one's a 16 by nine uh, proportion. So that's um, uh, HD video, um, the proportion of your, uh, smartphone. Um, so these are, it's new media ratios and proportion, but it's it's old media technique. And I like the, uh, using that device of what we recognize in our in, in current technology and media, and then using um, projecting painting onto that. And um, so I like that conflict or uh, tension as well, or maybe it's a comfort, it's comforting perhaps because you're used to seeing these proportions and one can, um, you know, that painting behind you, one you look at it and perhaps uh, subtly, subconsciously, you connect that to uh, watching a film because of the proportion. And so perhaps it makes it uh, cinematic <laughs> and, um, that one is gouache. I originally started this series uh, using gouache paper and in a small intimate format and, um, and uh, have been working more recently larger um, size uh, with oil on linen. And, um, and I'm actually, with the oil on linen, um, I'm doing some unique works that I haven't images I haven't painted before, but uh, there are many that I'm doing that are, um, I'm painting from the original gouache painting. And the gouache painting was painted referencing an original photograph. So uh, it's it's three times removed from reality that the new oils, and that's an interesting process to um, work initially with gouache right from the photograph. And then with the larger oil, paintings to work uh, from the image of the gouache 
and to see how that uh, affects um, changes in the in the final image. Yeah, this, um, you said you said something about the spleen in your works. Um, every time the visitors are coming by, I, I talk to them and I said them, I tell them um, everything that you place in this in this landscape. It could be a church, it could be, I don't know, something, a time hole or everything, what you place there, it has a meaning, it has something incredibly powerful. You know, it's like, um, it's, it's, it's something that, that catches your eye and doesn't let you go. And um, at the same time, this is like only a storage hole, you know, it's something so usual, so, so uh, unimportant, if you want to call it like that. But uh, the whole landscape, the whole um, environment behind it and around it makes it makes this really important, really, really powerful, you know, and this is, this is something um, that I observe in your paintings, exactly like the tires, you know, it's like just old tires. But together, there are like more than this. There are forms, our colors, our uh, patterns, surfaces. This is uh, um, an, an incredible game between realism and at the same time, this, this power of, of, of the object itself and geometry and rhythmic. And uh, we already talk about the, the fact that this third door is open and um, this whole rhythmic of the doors are like broken you know like um this is a perfection in in this whole visual game the landscape the the architecture the rhythm the everything it's uh yeah i think that's like that's where it comes to the um the skill technique craft uh, the 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 work of of the artist uh painter in this case and that's um, that's sleight of hand. That's the that's the that's technique uh, choices of color, choices of format, um, the, how you can present the sublime, the, this seductive uh, intrigue, this to bring the viewer in simply at this point, at this time, at that time, um, becomes about color, uh, the application of the paint, uh, the the forms, the proportions, the movement within the painting, uh, generating, uh, uh, guiding the viewer's eyes across the surface, purely that's, that's technical elements, painting elements. That's after the fact of the, the capturing of a situation that's psychological. Um, so it, it's the two part aspect and, um, um, so I, I, that's one effort that I, I've taken uh, a, a lot of time in is, is um, the equivalency of the technique to match uh, the projection of the, of the sublime or the psychology that I, that I want to present. Um, and so that one has to support, they have to support one another and if they don't, then that's I, when you realize it's not a, an effective painting. You could it can be beautifully executed, and um, 
if the narrative, if the environment, if the if the setup is too heavy-handed or or too weak, it's ineffective, and and conversely the the opposite as well. So, um, I, I technique and and the manual execution of the work is is very important to me. It's also very um, personally satisfying uh, effort uh, to to um, in, in immerse oneself in the process of painting. Uh, with this work, I think once I get, it's the process of I'm out in the world uh, uh, doing errands or it's something completely um, banal and uh, quotidian. And then there's, I capture a scene, it compels me. And then I, I get that photograph and look through those, select one, print that out and then draw and uh, draw it out. And then um, while in, during the drawing process, that's where you, I think uh, where I really start to uh, focus on form and any kind of elements that I'm adding to the scene that may not be there that I think are necessary, such as in that painting behind you with the, the third door uh, on the storage shed being open. In reality, it wasn't open in the photograph, it was closed. And during the drawing process, I, I was I, I felt like, well, you know, I could I could add something to this painting that um, will be a little more uh, playful and uh, suggestive uh, and an opening uh, for the for the viewer to enter. And I think those generally, those elements are resolved by the end of the drawing process. Uh, during that process, you're thinking about uh, color, uh, you're thinking about other elements you can add to it. And then, you know, the painting, of course, that gets modified as, as you're working along. And at some point you have to, uh, I have to let myself uh, be guided by the work in itself. And at that point, I disregard the photograph or the original source image and uh, immerse one, myself into the work and, 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 and uh, be guided by the results and, and the results that are coming out that create uh, uh, technical problems or, or generate um, visual uh, situations that need to be resolved. And hopefully they're resolved at the end of the painting. They are. <laughs> um, um, let's sometimes talk... <laughs> sometimes they're not. And, and the, those are ineffective works. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is in the in, in the eye of the of the viewer. It's something else, you know. You as a painter, like like an artist, you have uh, you're more critical with your own work than the viewers, you know, because you know the whole process behind it. You know the whole history behind it, and uh, your paintings are like like a result of your thoughts, of your feelings, and, and everything. Um, that's why. So a bit complicated for, for the viewer to explain um, things that, that, that uh, are within your paintings, like they're so enclosed. And um, well, we have to explain them, what's, what's behind it, what's, what's, what's the thing about them. Um, 
In your book, uh, in your uh, newest book, you write about um, the sublime, this word we already talked about it and we discussed it, um, the inui, the angst, and um, of course at the same time um, you describe them as simulacras. Um, should these ideas be like, like, I don't know, ironically put or, or it's like a paradox of it? Explain me more, but let's talk a bit about it. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, paradox more than irony. I, I would steer very clear of irony personally. Um, I, I would not want that to be uh, any intent at all, at all in that manner. But uh, simulation, simulacra, I, I, I don't see a conflict between that and uh, presenting um, emotions such as ennui or concepts such as the sublime and beauty and, and dream, memory, history, um, in so much as uh, presenting one of these images um, as a replication, a generated replication of, uh, of an actual physical uh, environment um, two, three times removed uh, if, if, and um, that's presenting that simulation um, as an image, uh, it's, 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 it's blank and uh, has no connection to the, to the original uh, place. But I think if uh, by applying um, or presenting it in a manner that allows one to experience narrative, um, the, uh, the viewer's own narrative um, through their own history and their own experience, uh, generating an opening for them to, to, to feel that. And also uh, to look at the work and it, time is another element that is generated by, if, if a person looks at the work and, and recalls back in their mind a certain situations in their past, then you're working with time. So I think through the combination, then one can create like a, a, a nearly a full simulation that is suggested and um, detached from the original scene um, that, uh, you know, people, I think, recognize these environments, they see them, but uh, as presented in the manner that I do, uh, they um, they can recall their feelings. Perhaps you know, as they viewed it, um, some people may have no feelings when they're viewing it. But uh, hopefully, I'm presenting it in a manner that's through the narrative. It, it uh, through my own experience and and placing that within the work um, that uh, that compels the viewer to uh, to uh, go into that same place um, as a simulation, perhaps, of, of my experience. This is, uh, this is great. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're coming uh, to last question. Uh, what about your series or your works uh, that you're uh, painting now? Are you in a, in a I don't know, process of, of new paintings or 
working on a new series now? I, th I think, um, well, I uh, avoid uh, the term series. I, I think more in, at this point in, in my work, it's uh, just a continual uh, progression of, of my language and um, my technique and how one work from one year informs and, and, and generates work in a, in a new year. Um, it's interesting also, if you take time in between working and reapproach several months later or a year later, uh, the, the shift in, in the way you paint or the way you think um, is, is an interesting investigation uh, in itself. So I, I think it's just a continuation of the work. I, I'm, I think specifically I, I'm working on uh, more large scale uh, oil on linen at the moment, Re, uh, working from paintings that I've done previously with gouache on paper and, and new images as well. I always am um, walking around uh, finding new scenes that uh, are of interest to me and um, just continuing, uh, continuing to generate the, the work. That's great, thank you. Um, and thank you for, for, um, for accepting to do this interview. Um, thank you for being here. <laughs> and um, well, uh, see you hopefully next time. <laughs> Yes, and, th and thank you for your time and interest as well. The Artist Talk series was presented to you by Pulpo Gallery. Thank you for listening. <laughs>